0: Hi there, welcome to a special episode of Around the Emirates with Sarah. I'm here with Mary to talk about breast cancer awareness. Hi Mary, how are you?
1: Hi Sarah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me on your podcast.
0: (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to be here. Um, I wanted to uh, dedicate an episode just to talk about breast cancer awareness. Obviously it is October, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about the importance of breast cancer awareness all year round. So please tell me your story. Okay. Um,
1: well, I am a very fit, healthy, forty-two-year-old uh, uh, mother of two, um, living in Dubai, living a, a busy lifestyle, but no busier than anybody else. Um, eat, ate healthily, exercise very regularly, and I noticed um, earlier on in the year, at the middle of May, I noticed a change in uh, in my nipple, actually, on my breast. Um, And I decided I was talking to a girlfriend about it and she said, why don't you just go and get it checked out? And I said, well, actually, I've I've got an appointment anyway to go and see my GP Mm -hmm. about something else. I'll just mention it to her. And this was on, I think the 29th of May. And from that appointment, um, the 1st of June, I was told that I had breast cancer.
0: Oh my God. So
1: it, it happened very quickly. Um, and thank goodness, um, I, I had I had the friend um, over, you know, to talk to and someone that I could confide in to say, actually, this is a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I then um, went into, I was told I had breast cancer on the 1st of June. And then um, my first chemo appointment was a few weeks later. So within those two weeks, I had Um, Lots of mammograms, I had ultrasounds, I had biopsies, um, and I met my oncology team. Um, I decided to stay with MediClinic, so all of my care is now being done at City Hospital in Dubai. Um, That that and American Hospital are the only two hospitals in Dubai at the moment that you can have all of your cancer treatment um, done. So it meant that everyone was in the same building effectively.
0: So I decided to stay there. Okay, um, I see. And what was what happened after that? So obviously, there's the initial shock, and I understand that you're a mother of two kids as well, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'm I'm I separated last year from my husband. So yes, yeah, so I am um, have the kids full time. Um, I I decided to treat it very pragmatically, if if you like, because mm-hmm. that's the way that I deal with things. So as soon as I knew that I had breast cancer, but that I was going to be okay because they knew that it hadn't spread to the rest of my body. It had only spread that it had spread, but it had spread to my lymph glands, mm-hmm. um, which are under your armpits. Um, and I knew I was going to be okay. So from that, I was very much okay, what treatment do I need? And what do I need to start? And what, what, what am I going to need to get through this? So I am now 16 rounds of chemotherapy down. I only have two more to go. Um, well, so I've been down. having weekly thank you. <laughs> I've been having weekly chemotherapy um since June. Um actually the, the biggest thing when I was first told that I had breast cancer was my hair. Um I was really, really upset. I, I thought I could face anything, but I just didn't want to lose my hair. My hair, mm. I had very long, very thick hair. And as much as I'm a busy mum, so often it was just up in a mum bun. Um it was still my hair. So I was, it, it, it did take me a few weeks. And um, I did try, there's a procedure that you can try called a cold cap, which it effectively it freezes um, the cells. So you wear a hat mm-hmm. an hour before your chemotherapy and then an hour after. And it's meant to, it freezes the cells so that um, uh, the, 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 the chemotherapy drug that kills the cells, not the cells, the follicles that, that kills them um doesn't can't reach it um it does work for some women it didn't work for me mm. so um I but but actually by the stage by the time it actually I started losing my hair I found that far more, far more traumatic than the moment that I decided to shave my hair because And it's not the same for everybody. And hair is such a personal thing. Mm. There are some ladies that I've I've subsequently connected with that shaved their head straight away. They were were just happy. There are other ladies that have really fought um, an amazing battle with the cold cap. The cold cap's very uncomfortable. um, And they have managed to keep their hair. Um, So I, I decided to shave my head when my hair got really bad. And actually... It was a relief when I did when I did do that. I got my mm-hmm. I called my brother up who lives in Dubai and I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Nothing." I said, "Right, can you bring your clippers over and we're going to do a little job?" <laughs> so um, wow, it, it, it was it was actually funnily enough because we are a family of criers, we actually didn't cry because I was smiling and I just actually felt really strong that I'd I'd made that decision.
0: Yeah, you took control so it wasn't of that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So um, and, it, and again, it's, it's not the same for everybody. And I can only tell my story. But for sure, um, it felt a relief um, to yeah. do that. So yeah. Um, so I've been having, so I've ha- been having um, chemotherapy now, I've got two more left. So I finished chemo on the 1st of November. And then because of where my cancer was, and where it started, I then have three weeks off um and i will then have surgery at the beginning of december
0: to have a mastectomy is it if may i may ask if it's a single or a double mastectomy at the moment i we i'm talking with
1: my surgeon um there is only cancer in my right breast okay but there is also there is also um something that does need to be removed from my left it isn't cancer but it is something that could lead to cancer so i uh, And anyone else that you speak to that that has that has survived breast cancer and the the majority of people do survive first stage breast cancer is that you have to get through that. Once you're through the physical aspect of it, there is the mental the mental um, load that you you then you start thinking, what if it comes back and you become, you know, when you when you're not at the hospital every week. And you're mm-hmm. not seeing your doctors because it t- becomes a comfort because you're seeing your, your nurses and your doctors and your oncology team. Every yeah, week. There's a support system. Exactly. Um, a medical support system for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know yet. Uh, definitely one, um, maybe two. But again, when I first found out, I said, that's fine. Just get rid of them. You know, I, I, I'm i fine. Um, you know, the facilities here are great. You can have immediate reconstruction um the 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 most thing for me was was being there for my children and being Mm -hmm. there in their future and I was and any mother would say that they're just willing to do whatever it takes
0: how how uh, how has that been kind of navigating with your children through that and explaining to them at such a young age what you're going through
1: so very early on my breast care nurse gave me um a book that's actually it's actually from the uk it's published in the uk but once this is finished i do want to try and get some more um awareness of it here it's actually it's a book that's aimed at children called mummy's lump and it actually talks it's a children's story about mummy getting breast cancer and it's so brilliantly done the the book itself that the mummy, mummy in the book um, has surgery first and then she has chemotherapy. So it was a little bit, um, of a different way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids, I think really appreciated that, that I have, my son is four and my daughter is nine. And, um, my son was just really bothered about my hair. Funnily enough, he said, "Mummy, but but I don't want you to lose your hair. And, and, and actually, but actually when, when I did lose it, when, when they, when they came back, um, and I didn't have my hair. I, they just see me. They don't mm-hmm. see, you know, I'm the same mum. My energy levels, yes, are, are a lot lower than they usually are. But they, they, I think they made a couple of comments, and they've been fine. And it's, it, I'm not saying it hasn't been hard. It, it's been really hard. the summer was really hard because we we were we were in Dubai. I'm with the kids. Um, a lot of screen time. But again, you you do what you have to to survive. Um, and I have, I'm. We're part of a community here called Pirate Surf, and okay. um, so that's something that the kids do um, three times a week. And that community has been the most incredible community that we could have joined. They have um, arranged meals, so the mums um, and dads drop meals for me on a weekly basis, so I don't have to think about food shopping. Um, they've done activities with the children. I've got a long list of people ready to babysit or to pick them up from school. So it's, it's been a really, they're they're my family, basically. They've been my family in Dubai.
0: That's incredible. Um, And
1: they've seen me, they've seen me go through this journey with a smile on my face because I am lucky in in so many ways. And as much as I don't, I, I always said at the beginning, I didn't want breast cancer to define me, but actually it always will define me because it will always be with me. It will always it will always be an, my experience, and I will never I, I will never be the same person again. Um, and I say that in a positive way because I'm so much stronger than I ever thought that I was. Um, and I, I'm you know I'm grateful for everyone that's been here for me, but. I I try and look at the positive in this situation and have fun with it as well as much as I can
0: (laughs) well I've got to say Mary I'm very touched by everything you've just told me and it's an honor to even be talking to you about this I can already feel the strength coming from you in the words that you speak Mm -hmm. I can see how how important it is for you to like you said like not be defined by it like it's a part of your life and it's part of your identity but it doesn't mean that's who you are like you are you were a different person before this came along. But that does not mean that it, that it hurts you so much that it's like something that you can never deal with or handle. And I think that what you just said really uh, kind of touched me, in particular, when you just said like, I, like I, you will do anything to survive. And the fact that you're surviving with a smile on your face is is very inspirational. Um, and even just the fact that you talked about your hair, like you don't even think about these things. Like I obviously like, I have like super thick, curly, like curly hair. I don't think about my hair, you know, but to wake up one day and to take control and be like, I'm going to shave my hair today. And like, that's me taking control of my situation. That for me is like, you're a badass. If I can just say that, like you're (laughs) a fucking badass. That's incredible. I mean. You've
1: got to, and, and also what they say when your hair grows back, you, it grows back very curly. So they call them chemo curls. So you never know in, in, you know, in a year's time, I might be the same as you. I might have the same hair. Who knows? The
0: fun. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think I, we've already, I... um... sorry, go on. No, no, go on. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say. I think we've already touched on the challenges question that I was going to ask you because you've, you know, you've kind of told me about like your kids and how you've, you know, the challenge for you was to, uh, you know, shave your hair off. And now, obviously, you're going into surgery soon. And obviously, I, I wish you the best of luck in the speedy recovery when that happens. Um, Thank you. But Thank you. is there any kind of, um, kind of something funny that kind of has gotten you through this process at all? Well, I
1: think trying to have a sense of humor be having a sense of humor and and whether that's with the, your family or whether that's with the people that you become very close to so they know they know what they can say yeah. and they know it's not going to hurt you I have an example my brother who has been my is my closest person in the world to me and he's been amazing um and very early on, he came. He came to all my appointments, and he's really been great. But now he's he's already saying to me, "Gosh, can you can you hurry up already with this cancer thing? I mean, you're really you're you're really dragging it out." <laughs> and I went to have I, I had lunch at his house yesterday, and I said, "We call each other Goose. It's, okay. it's our our, um, our surname. Growing up was Gosling, so Gosling okay. baby goose." So um, I said to him yesterday, "Goose, actually, I'm just a bit thirsty. Would you mind getting me a drink of water?" He went to get me a drink of water. And then I said, actually, could you just go and get me? And he's like, enough already. When is this cancer over? I'm not. He can't say no to me. So I'm taking full advantage of that.
0: Well, you (laughs) Um, have every right to. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. And another thing that I have tried to do, um, I'm I'm on Instagram, but I'm not um, I'm not an Instagrammer, if you like. Uh-huh. But I'm, I really enjoy doing videos and watching videos. And um, so I've tried to bring a bit of fun to some of the chemo sessions that I have. Um, and I've done a few reels with, uh, to music, to dancing. I've had some of the friends that come with me to chemo. We've done some crazy, I've had the nurses, I've got the nurses, um, oh, I've got the nurses jumping. <laughs> um, I had Brian, my boss, who was amazing. She came to one of my chemo sessions. I had them jumping, we did a reel. And it's just about, you know, just bringing a smile to people's faces. I had an amazing wow. experience. I wanted to say thank you before before my last chemo session. And I thought about um, having a lovely basket of fruit. And I contacted Barakat just from an email address on their website. And I said, look, I'd, I'd really like to thank not just the nurses, but the cleaning staff and the lady, the lovely lady that takes my food order every week, and you know, because they're all part of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Barakat were amazing, and they um, they didn't hesitate within three minutes. So they ended up delivering, I think it was twelve or fifteen fruit baskets to all of the staff um, on on the oncology ward at City, and it was just, but it, you know, I. I wanted to say thank you, but also that they've just been so brilliant and I have a laugh with them, I joke with them, I, and I think, I say everyone is different, but that's how Mm -hmm. I, I much prefer to deal with it, even if I'm feeling not well, I'm feeling nauseous. Um, which has been a really big challenge which I, I didn't mention but the nausea has been really really hard for me but you know what these ladies these nurses day in day out they're treating so many sick people that if I can just bring a little bit of smile to their day a little bit of fun then then that's that will do me that makes me happy.
0: <laughs> wow, that's it's it's just a beautiful story to see how people can come together, like in times of you know crisis. Somebody is sick. It's it, it goes above and beyond the job title. It's not just about okay, I'm going to clean up her room and go out. It's it's literally being part of a family, which I think is a beautiful. It is one of the beautiful things about living in this country. It's one of the beautiful reasons why I started this oh my podcast. Gosh.
1: Absolutely, and and it's everybody and people that I've connected with on. Um, through breast friends um, which is a charity in dubai and the al-jalila foundation um there are some ladies that i've connected with we now have each other's numbers some of them are, have the same chemo day as me and i, I always say come and see me or can i come and see you um you know i'm a, i remember when i was on chemo week one and two and i was just i just didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. i'm now at the other side of that so i'm now giving i want to now give back to say look you know there's a lady messaging me at the moment, and she's really struggling with her hair.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: trying to help her through that to say, well, this is how I felt afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so it's I will never stop giving back to the community of people that have helped me, but also communities that don't have a voice and that that don't, you know, that that struggle um to, to get things done and to um get help um in Dubai. So I, I definitely see this as. I don't think, feel it's something
0: that I, sh- I, I it was meant to be, but mm-hmm. the lessons, the lessons. Yeah, no, there's a positive spin on it. You found the silver lining. You found the nicest way to deal with something that's usually so terrible. You're like, you know what? I'm going to have fun with it. I mean, I make friends through it. I'm going to share my story because at the end of the day, the one thing is that you're never alone, right? There's always someone who's either with you or someone that has, that can teach Absolutely. you, share their learnings with you. And then you can then in turn share learnings with them um but that's exactly and it's a domino effect then as well you know it's a domino effect yeah I mean everyone Um, helps everyone right yeah that's incredible that's
1: that's that's why Dubai has been my home for 13 years and I honestly I couldn't I couldn't honestly imagine living anywhere else because it's the the people that I've met and the community the expat community that so many of us are part of um, but not only that, you know, the, the, the Emirati community, that's, you know, the, pop, the Emiratis that are here, you know, it, it just, it blows my mind how many people have, have helped me. Um, that's and, good, I, and that's, yeah. I guess as a, I don't know if it's a parting comment a finishing comment, but one thing that I certainly never did before this was, I wasn't never someone that asked for help. Mm. I was a strong independent woman. I was work, I'm working and I, you know, I don't need, I didn't need any help necessarily. And one of the best pieces of advice that I got very early on when I was diagnosed with breast cancer was you need to accept help. You need to ask for help because nobody can do this on their own. And like I say, I I was so lucky to be part of these communities, but there are women out here that, that aren't. And so if I can help them in any way, even if it's by connecting them with someone, or giving them some advice, or, you know, making a meal for them, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that I really, really want to continue. Um, I was so lucky to have people around me. And I just want to be aware that there are others that that don't have that. So um, that's beautiful. Yeah.
0: So speaking of people that can help, um, you said there's people that can foundations, you can reach out to, right? So
1: um, breast friends, which is on a Facebook group, it was started by Dr. Herrera. um, who is an amazing um, surgeon. Um, and she, um, she just brings ladies together, survivors of breast cancer, people going through breast cancer. And that's an amazing support group, which is on Facebook. You can, it's very open, um, uh, sorry, it's a very private, it's a private group but you know, nothing will be, no, no question is, is too silly or, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good forum. Um, obviously for donations, the Al Jalila foundation is an amazing charity here. Um, and yeah, I just think you need to, I think there needs to be the October month is fantastic. But like you said, at the very beginning, it is a discussion that needs to continue for 12 months. Mm-hmm. You know, one in, one in two of us will get cancer in our lifetime. Wow. And so, and, and nearly everyone that I've spoken to about breast cancer, um, they they know somebody that's had it it's it's whether it's their grandmother or it's a cousin or it's a friend of a friend it it touches everybody's lives the the good thing about breast cancer is that there's been so much research that you know the the survival rate is is amazing Mm -hmm. um and because of that we fight and we we campaign for more research and more rate and more fundraising um and that's what we just have to continue to do here as well.
0: I completely agree. I, I mean, the the figure that you just said—the one in two uh, women will die if, or will have breast cancer—like um, at some no, time it, in their lives. No, that's cancer.
1: One in it's one
0: in two will get cancer. Okay. But I think it's one in six. One in six is is um, breast, cancer. breast cancer. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Um, I, I have a family friend who I knew for like more than 10 years who died of cancer, uh, like one or two years ago, I think it was breast cancer as well. So it really is much more common than people think. And they don't realize yeah. it until it's someone the that they know, and that's the one that they can relate to. So I really appreciate you sharing your story. And of course, all the different uh, ways that people can donate or, you know, take action in general, because it's not just about talking about it. It's about doing something to help with it. So and it's about so,
1: talking so for, for young girls as well that are in school I actually I did a mm. talk at my daughter's school in Dubai the head the head the, the head teacher reached out to me and it was um they asked me to come and talk about my my story
0: um, and again
1: it's teaching it's it's about having the conversation not being afraid to have the conversation so if we can teach young girls how to self-examine and to get used mm. to it and to, for it to be part of their weekly you know uh, once a week they're examining themselves if we can if we can continue this conversation the the rates of breast cancer deaths will will you know i'm sure will will lower because early detection is absolutely key so Mm -hmm. yeah it's about having these conversations and and you know starting it young and being open to these conversations as well
0: well thank you so much for sharing that i think it's really important that um that we continue to talk about these things. And I'm going to be posting this episode, of course, I'm on Instagram, Spotify, Buzzsprout, YouTube, like most podcast platforms. So um, I'm hoping that every wh- whoever hears this can convince their female, you know, wh- whether it's your mother, sister, you know, friend, cousin to continue to check and make sure that you're visiting your GP make sure that you're getting all the information yeah. that you need early on um but otherwise I really admire you so much Mary I respect you so much for sharing your story and just from the bottom of my heart thank you for doing this I really appreciate it
1: thank you Sarah no it's my it's been my pleasure any any chance I get to you know again raise awareness I'm I'm there
0: (laughs) awesome well thank you again and uh for those of you listening to this you know there's an episode out every other week but I wanted to dedicate a special episode to cancer awareness specifically for breast cancer awareness and Make sure that you're doing everything that you need to be doing. Have a lovely rest of your day and I will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.